0: what's going on guys welcome to real men talk got a question for you today what does it look like to follow god we have been pulling things out of the book of exodus and we're going to continue doing that today as we talk about what does it look like to follow god let's get started on real men talk
1: welcome to real men talk discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every
0: day here are your hosts all right what's going on guys what's going on what's up Kyler hey guys what's happening all right so like I said we were we've been taking things out of the book of Exodus and today we're gonna be talking about what does it look like to follow God what does it look like as a man in a practical sense to follow God um, and I know that's 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 a that's a mouthful really um, and it would really take a lot more than just one podcast to really cover in detail but um, hopefully by the end of the day we can kind of uh, encourage you guys and kind of um, set a tone um, I want to go directly to we're just going to jump right into it the book of Exodus in chapter verse uh, chapter 13 verse 21 okay it says the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to lead them on their way during the day, and in, in a pillar of fire to give them light at night so they could travel day or night. Verse 22, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night never left its place in front of the people. Okay. So you know we've been, we've been talking about you know the, the whole Exodus, we've just been pulling nuggets. Out of the book of Exodus, I don't, I don't really want to even call it a series, but this is kind of where we're, where we're at and this is what we're doing. Um, why? Because God said so. So um, <laughs> we do what he says. We do what he says, you know, I mean, whatever. Um, but, uh, he, you know, first off, I, I kind of think about this. Could you imagine? OK, so at this point, the the Israelites have seen the Red Sea, the Red Sea part, right? Mm-hmm. They've seen, um, you know, water come out of rock. And they have this cloud that follows them, this pillar of cloud, right, that follows them by the day and a pillar of fire by night. Could you imagine what that looked like? It would be amazing. I mean, they all saw the plagues and nothing happened to them. They're yeah. looking in the distance. They're like, oh my gosh, what's happening to them people over there? Yeah, they, they, they've seen so much by this point, right? They, they have seen miracle after miracle after miracle and they had the visible manifestation of god right so later on we also know that they they built the tabernacle right we talked about that um last podcast podcast before last something like that um they built the tabernacle they watched the presence of the lord come into it right mm-hmm. well they watched the watch the the lord come into it and then the lord hovered there right so he, he you know when he was there when it was time for him to move he would leave they pack up the tabernacle they go on and then they'd set it up and he'd come back in, right? So, I mean, they just, they just seen an unbelievable amount of, of miracles. And then they get to the place, they got 12 people getting ready to go into the promised land for spies. And they're like, you know what? I don't think God could do this.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously. I bet he, that was a turn the other cheek moment for God. Oh man. You, you know, like really like now? do you see what i've done and now all of a sudden you're gonna be like nah you can't do it yeah it's like give me a flipping
0: break dude you know i bet the lord's like reverse head on back to the sea right yeah i mean how many times i'd like to go through and count how many times you tell moses he's like all right i'm done i'm gonna kill every freaking one of them <laughs> like once a week it's like marriage it's like it's like what what, what were they thinking you know, you want to talk about grace. They weren't thinking, right? You want to talk about grace. That's that's grace at its fullest, right? Mm hmm. You know, and Moses is like, no, please don't, please don't, please don't. You, don't, you, you know, you young God's like, fine, fine, I won't, I won't do it. And then they're like, ah, oh, God, you've done so much for us, but mm, I don't think you can do this. The doubt. Oh my
2: gosh. You know, I, I have that doubt. Like, I mean, think about nowadays, like, we have science from God. But I mean, right. they literally had him right there with them. Yes. They were seeing the big things. We see, you know, healings happen and we see like little things. We ask for a sign and the old guys stuck to us. But they had like this wall of sea mm-hmm. God was holding back. Like they saw it. Yeah. I mean, think about the faith that you would have after you just watched, you know, the, the sea part and you just walked on dry land. Right? Yeah. It's like, guys, how come on. Ew. How do you mess up that bad? <laughs> That was a pretty, yeah, you're right. You know, How do you mess up? Like, did you forget
0: what I did a day ago? Right. No? Yeah. All right. Cool. Y- you know that, that food you have in your belly that fell from the sky? Yeah. Y- yeah, I-, I did that. But I can't deliver you from giants. You know, I, I like, I-, I-, I read this and I'm going, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are freaking morons. You know? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Seriously, my microphone keeps going up. I uh, thought about that,
2: I bet, it, I bet you just want to say, "I'm done with you, people." Done.
0: I'm, yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm, I'm finished. Yeah, and so, um, the, it goes on. You, you know, of course, we know, we know the story. Um, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you real quick. So, th- we have twelve spies from the Israelites during the, they seen all this stuff. They go in, um, they go into the Promised Land, right? Going to Canaan, they come back and they're carrying. A bushel of grapes. It's funny, Pastor just talked about this Sunday. That, that was not tension. I, I had my notes before he did. Um, <laughs> I'm sure of it. Claim it's mine. I claimed it. Anyways, so they had this big bushel of, of grapes, right? It took two people to carry a bushel of grapes back, right? Right and they're like oh man you you know everything's just like god said it was going to be you know a land flowing milk and honey you know you know it's so fruitful so you you know all this stuff but there's giants and i don't think he can deliver us from it you know Mm -hmm. giant slayer um (laughs) to my ad sorry (laughs) but uh but yeah you you know and you had you you know of course 10 of them right so there were 12 and you had, you have joshua and caleb and they're like no let's God's already delivered us to it. Let's let's go let's go kick some tail, you know. And the other ten were like, mm, I don't I don't I don't think that I don't think we can do this. This is you know we look. They, he said they they said we look like grasshoppers in their sight, you know. And so they they have to wander in the desert for or in the wilderness for forty years because of their unbelief, right? Because of their unbelief. And, uh, you, you got it. You've got to wonder, you know, the, the moment that they said, and of course you, we know God, God knew it was coming, but still, yeah, when, just when those words come out of their mouth and mm-hmm. he had to go, oh. no, he just shook his head, you know, took a deep breath. Like, mm, am I going to kill him? Am I, you know, I feel that way with my kids sometimes. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Moses is like, "God, oh, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it." <laughs> Moses, I can only intercede for these people so many times, right? So, you 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 see that these people following God, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you jump to Matthew chapter 4, right? So he's going around and he's collecting disciples. Um and he comes across Simon, who we call Peter, and his brother Andrew, right? And in verse nineteen, he says, "Follow me." He told them, "And I will make you fishers of men." Right. So he just he just tells them to follow them. Of course, we know the the story of the um, uh, uh, of the disciples. You know, he he has twelve disciples. You know all this stuff, and and so I'm I'm yeah they, they watch right. They watch Jesus um, perform miracles, calm storms. They watch him, heal um, people, kill people, raise the blood. dead, food, right? You know, over and over. for for three years. I mean, they. You know, the Book of John. At the end of the Book of John it says that uh, if you wrote down everything Jesus did, there wouldn't be a library big enough to hold all the books, mm. right? So there's there's no telling, right? We we've got a bunch of them in in the um, in the Bible that we see, you know. With you, blind people you know that Jesus healed and and leper uh, lepers that, that that he healed you know the the guy with the the shriveled up hand you know that he healed you know he raised Lazarus from the dead i mean just on and on and on and on turning water into wine and then Jesus goes to get crucified and they're gone like they they, they completely lose all hope right in I kind of feel the same way as I do about the Israelites in the book of Exodus as I do the disciples in the New Testament with Jesus. It's like, guys, you you know, one, he told you this was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. And then it's like, no, God's not big enough anymore, right? It's well, and it was a test of their faith. Which was the annoying part
2: because God had already proven himself through both of them. He provided miracles on both sides, He provided miracles on both ends. But as soon as those signs, you know, kind of stopped, as soon as they weren't there anymore, their faith decreased. Yes. It was almost like God had to put on a show in order for them to continue believing in Him. Yes. It's almost think of it like a magician when you go to the magic show, you, you're all in awe and you love everything that's happening. But then after the show, you're like, oh, that's cool. When's the next time?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's
2: just that's just the that's the same case here. They did the exact same thing. They went through and they were they were in amazement. I mean, they saw everything. They were all like, Yes, Lord, we know you can provide for us. We want to follow you and do anything. And I mean, Matthew left his cushy job. I mean, he was provided for. He was mm-hmm. the Roman Empire was behind him. All he had to do was show up to work, collect his money, and he was well off. Right. But he stopped everything because he believed. But then as soon as God stopped showing the miraculous signs and wonders on both sides. It was like their faith depleted. It was like that was the whole purpose of them. And that's not what faith is. Faith isn't isn't the evidence that you see right then and there. It's the evidence of the things not seen. Right. And that's the hard part between both of those. They didn't have faith in the unseen. They only had faith in what they could see. Right.
0: The moments the giants show up, Mm -hmm. right? They're like, "Mm." they ran scared. Yeah, you you know you look at you know of course in in Jesus' time the giants were the were the uh, the Romans you know and um, well I guess really the Jews because the Jews crucified him mm-hmm. you, you know but um, but you know and I, and I try I try to rationalize okay, I try to rationalize we know that the disciples had seen crucifixions before right they knew how horrific they were right. Right. They knew they knew it was going to happen. They knew that only a Jew that the Romans only crucified Jews. Yes. You know, unless unless a Roman just did something really, really bad. You know, um, it was it was almost a sin to crucify a Roman. Right. Right. Um, And so they knew it wouldn't take much for the Romans to to um, to crucify him. You know, and then you see Peter, he said, you know, oh, God, I'll die for you. You know, of course I'm paraphrasing, but you know, he's like he's like, I won't let anything happen to you. I would die for you. You know, and then you seem denying yeah. right because it's of like, fear. But you're not. Right.
2: Yeah. And God I love how God just calls him out right then and there. He's like, No, you're not. On the spot, yes. He's like, You're gonna deny me three times. Peter's like, No, I'm not. God's like, Yeah, you are. Like, imagine arguing with God. Right. Like, you're wrong, God. I'm never gonna do this. Actually, I can I know the future and you're gonna do it three times. Not yeah. just once, not twice, three times. Yeah. But wait, there's more.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah you, you know, and so he, I, I say, I bring all this stuff up, you know, we're talking about following God. How many times do we do the same thing as people, mm-hmm. as men? You know, we, we begin to, you know, we love, you know, Sunday gets here and we're, we're in the midst of everything. We're on fire. You know, we even maybe, maybe we even make it through a week or so, right. Where we're just, you know you know word every day we're doing this we're doing that God can't God can do anything all of a sudden it, something happens boom oh well God's done with me right you know God has completely abandoned me you know you you almost sound like the the um the disciples in the boat you know God you know Jesus is sleeping in the bottom of it you know you just want us to die right you know what I mean and I know what's happening I know yeah you know and it's, and Jesus is like really seriously like you've not seen like all this stuff you know but i i say all this is saying because every one of us has, have done that right mm-hmm. every single one of us have have let our faith or let our i should say let our fear get the best of us yes every every one of us have well yeah and there's and that's
2: how the devil works is he gets in there and he if he can instill fear because that's the Probably one of the biggest emotions he can drive an agenda with. Mm-hmm. If he can make you fearful of something, he can make you do anything. I mean, do look, you at, look at COVID. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Yep. I mean, they made people take vaccine after vaccine after vaccine. They made schools shut down, churches shut down. They made all these things. Not strip clubs. Yeah, no, those are fine. <laughs> COVID doesn't go in there. It's never mind. Anyways, but if he can instill fear, he can help control the dialogue, he can control what people do. If he, he doesn't want this here, but he wants you to kind of navigate toward this. And it's, I mean, it's basic. I mean, you remove something, then what's going to happen? I mean, think about it like natural selection. If you remove one of the predators, what's going to happen? The other, the other parts of that environment are going to start to grow. Yes. And what do you, what did he do? He took away one of the things during COVID church and a lot of people steered away from the church. That's right, and that's how he works. He works in that fear. If you instill fear, you take away the
0: safety, and then he can do whatever he needs to. That's right. Funny story about that. Side note: This is my ADD. Um, I I heard a story the other day of Mao, communist China. Right, mm-hmm. Mao decided that he was going to have the, he was going to be the largest producer of wheat, and uh, he goes through and he plants all these fields and and all these wheat fields. What he did is he he made people stand in the fields and bang pots and pans so the birds wouldn't eat up the the wheat right the The seed that they had on the ground well of course the wheat grew up all the birds died because they had no food mm-hmm. insects ate all the wheat <laughs> you know and but I mean to, to your point right you, you know and to your point you know and so uh, I I make this point you know you see the Israelites in the book of Exodus you see the disciples in the New Testament and you see us today my point is cut yourself some slack right sometimes we, we we get in these spots where we have fear where we we realize that um we we've we feel like we've let God down, right because we've allowed fear to to drive a narrative in our lives. it's okay, yeah, it's been happening for a very very long time now, I'm not saying that it's it, it's it's acceptable, right I'm not saying that it's something that we should we should continue to practice right, but what I'm saying is if you're in this spot today cut yourself some slack yes fear is fear is a real thing um fear is a is, is, is well like you said kyler it's it's the satan's biggest tool mm-hmm. right and, and crippling yes it absolutely can be so don't don't let yourself be overwhelmed but what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna talk about the solution to following god right we'll be
3: right back after this This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573. 686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk.
4: If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families we show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Hershel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.
1: 7843-4454. Hey, Bob, is that house on fire across the street? Uh, yeah. 7, 9. 4. I think there's people upstairs. Don't you think someone should tell them their house is on fire? Don't worry about it. Somebody else will tell them. Two four three nine. Yeah, but what if they don't? You know, those people could die. You should tell them. Nah, it's too close to lunch. It's too close to lunch? Look, it's five minutes before lunch. Last time I got to the cafeteria late, the Swedish meatballs were gone, okay? Uh, let me get this straight. Their house is on fire, and you're worried about Swedish meatballs. If you're so concerned, you tell them. Me? Well, you're the one that took the communications class. Look, I'm an accountant, not a fireman. Well, what does it take to tell them their house is on fire? What am I supposed to do? Run around looking for all the burning houses in the world so I can tell the people inside they're gonna die? I'm not talking about every burning house in the world. I'm talking about the one next door. People around us need Jesus. Do you care? Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the
3: web at lifelinepro.com. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jeweler's Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones, and all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you real men talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler.
2: All right, guys, we're back. And before break, we were talking about, you know, how fear can sometimes be crippling and how when we are in our relationship with God, sometimes we let that fear overtake us. But one of the things I want to point out when we were talking about it, Exodus, Exodus 13, 21, it says, and the Lord went before them by day and in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way by night. And the first part of that verse really spoke to me and it said, and the Lord went before them. Mm-hmm. And the nice part about that verse is he's, he's always going to be there for us no matter where it's at, but he provided for every single need that they had. He had the divine guidance where he, he was directly leading them by day and by night. But th- think about the other part of this. They were wandering in the desert, right? And mm-hmm. they were going, nonstop for 40 years. Okay. Right. But what happens during the day in the desert? It gets hot. It gets super hot. Yeah. But to have a God that has so much grace to give you a cloud to cover you, even by day, Mm -hmm. that amount of grace. And then at nighttime, what happens? Gets super cold. Your temperatures drop. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? God said, you know what? Let me give you a fire. Yeah. Let me keep you warm. But that's God's grace. He doesn't just leave us. I mean, he never stopped. He patiently led them for 40 years while they were doing their whole this and that. And they were rebelling against God and they were wanting other idols and they were wanting this and they were wanting that. And he was showing them these signs. He was providing the manna. He was providing the warmth. He was providing the coverage. And all he did was he led them. Yes. Through their doubt, through their unbelief, he he led them Mm -hmm. like a gracious God does. And that's what we have to remember is God never leaves us nor forsakes us. He doesn't stop. He doesn't get quiet. We get quiet. That's right. We get silent. We drift away. In our last podcast, we talked about God's never more than a conversation away. All they had to do is repent. And they did many times. I mean, if you read the story, I mean, it was like every other chapter. Right? They're <laughs> repenting. But that's the best part about God is that he knew before they went into this wilderness, before they went into the wilderness to worship them and to worship him and then moved on for the 40 year long term I mean imagine walking for 40 years anyway side note no. but to going through into the promised land he knew they were going to go against him he knew their faith wasn't going to be good he knew that when they sent him into the land that the giants were going to scare them but he just sat patiently and he says I'll wait for you mm-hmm. and he never stopped waiting for them and that was the same thing between both verses is God was the provider in every situation Yes, he provided the food, he provided the guidance, but in Matthew, in Matthew uh, 419, when he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, he wasn't just saying that he was going to, you know, teach them to heal people, all this other kind of stuff. He provided the whole way. When he sent them off on their mission to preach the gospel, he provided the homes. He said, you know what, if they're not gonna let you stay there, go to the next one. Because no matter yes. what, I'm gonna provide for you. He provided them food, they never hungered, he provided them with money, they never wanted anything. He provided the healing for the people at that time. He provided the food. I mean, think about him feeding the 5,000. He provided everything right then and there. And that's the nice thing between both of those. They they are synonymous. Both of them work hand in hand. He provided the guidance. He provided the presence. He provided everything that they needed for freedom and redemption. And all they had to do was turn to him and say yes. And there were times where they did, both of them. But we also see that there were times that they didn't. That's
0: right you know and and you see you see so many times um throughout um you know where things get hard people get scared and then yet God still yet uses them you know look at Gideon mm-hmm. you know here here you have the the lowest tribe and the lowest family and he's he's the lowest of that family and you know God's like hey you know I'm calling you to deliver the Israelites. You know, he's like, nah, you know, he, he, you know, the story, he puts out that fleece. Right. He's like, all right, God, if this, if you're really calling me, if you really want me to do this, make everything else wet, but this fleece. Yeah. And so God does it right. He's like, and, right. Yeah. Nope yeah. No deal. And he's like, Gideon's like, oh, that must have been an accident. So this time I want everything
2: the sun was shining in the right spot at the right moment to make that <laughs> blanket dry. Yeah. It's like, i going to
0: do this again. He's like yeah i got okay so i maybe maybe it wouldn't you so this time this time only make the fleece wet everything else dry you know of course god does it and gideon's like Dang, come it That's <laughs> darn son right right you know he's like god you, i mean you really really mm-hmm. you know and uh, how many times have we ever been like that have you have you ever done that oh all the he, time
2: he, <laughs> i'm pretty sure at one point in time i was like god i'm gonna lay a fleece out and i'm going to see if you can make it i mean he of course he didn't do it because (laughs) i mean i was i was i mean if i really was like passionate like god i'm only doing this i'm sure he would have done it right i was almost just like you know what this
0: is one of those things where i'm going to challenge you i'm just gonna do it he's like "Mm, i'm god i don't have to listen right You're yeah yeah you know and you're like man god if he you know if you'll do this make this happen right Mm -hmm. and then he makes it happen and you're like no god um if if you don't want me to do this, yeah. do this. Right. Then he does it. You're like, no, God, don't. Uh, no, I'm, I'm being for real. Don't call me to do this. Right. <laughs> you know, seriously, stop. <laughs> yes. Every pass of a preacher, I feel like is what we just
2: said right there. It's like, no, no, I'm good, God. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no,
2: no. No, no, Keep urging you because our God's not the God of coincidence. He's the God of purpose. That's That's right. And that is exactly right. what he does. He does not put us in places. He does not put us into an environment where we're not going to thrive. Right. Because he's there. He is the presence that is always going to be there. Always. But sometimes we challenge that presence and he's not going to stay where he's not
0: wanted. That's exactly right. So what does it look like? Back to the question. What does it look like to follow God today in a practical sense? Right. You, you know, we, we see all and it. And it's mind boggling because today we do have. Right. We've seen miracles. We've seen God heal people, right? We've seen God do some crazy things. We've never seen a pillar of fire. No, nope. we've never seen a red sea part. I, I've never seen anybody raised from the dead. No, nope. right. Um, you, you know, I, I, I sure enough didn't see Jesus come from the tomb or ascend into heaven. Right. You, you know, like <laughs> we, we we don't, we don't see those things. Not, not that they can't happen. God can do whatever he wants. Don't right. get me wrong. That's, that's not where I'm going with this. But what does what does following God look like today, right? So, you, you know, you get that, um, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I have this strange feeling, God's getting ready to do something, like I always get the same feeling, right? Mm. Like, like I can feel him urging me, nudging me to, to do something, and I'm like, I don't want to do it. You know, I don't want to step out. I don't want to step out. But I know, I know that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Cause God, I, I, I've learned God's voice. I've learned his, you know, right. when he's pushing me towards something, you know, but what is, what does it look like for us practically to follow God? Right. Well, I don't know if practically is a good answer because a lot of times when God asks us to follow him, it's not practical, mm-hmm. not, not in a, not, not in a like spiritual me. or not in a natural sense anyways, you know, but, um, you, you know, so I, I got mulling this over, you know, and really the only word that I could really come up with was faith. Mm-hmm. Right? So and this is this is the New King James Version. I'm gonna pull this up here. Um Faith in the New King James Version shows up two hundred and twenty-nine times. Okay. Two hundred and twenty seven of them are in the New Testament. So our faith of course you know you can go to to the book of hebrews um which you know is labeled the the faith chapter everybody you, you know most no, i don't want to say everybody most everybody knows what hebrews 11 one now this is the csb version It says, now faith is reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen mm-hmm. you know and it's such a divine answer and confusing <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean it really is It really is, you know, but, um, you know, I don't think God's looking for us all the time to take like a, like a, um, just a blind leap of faith, right? He always sets up circumstances, right? You you know, you look at, you look at um, the the Israelites in the Old Testament, right? Like he had prepared them for the, the Canaanites, I mean miracle after miracle, you know, God showing them, God guiding them, God you know, hey, I am with you, yes, because God knew, right He knew when they got there, this was going to be terrifying, yes this this is going to be unlike anything that you've ever seen. you think think the Egyptians were bad, what till you get the Canaanites? right right And so God prepared them, he you know and yet you still see them without faith. Jesus did the same thing. His whole ministry, on top of trying to change the culture and different things, like he was preparing the disciples for this. Yes, you know, hey, listen, I'm going to go away. The you know, it, when he talks about like um, uh, the 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 temple, you know, the temple is going to be destroyed in three days, but it's going to rise back up. You know, he was he told them over and over he was preparing them for this. You know, hey, I'm going to have to go away. Hey, I'm going to have to go away. But whenever I go away, there's going to be a comforter. Hey, I'm going to die, but I'm going to come back. Hey, you, you know what I mean? He's he's preparing them, right. And so you, you don't see them having to just grasp a hold of blind faith, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they didn't have to do that, but they had to have faith when when the circumstance hit.
2: Yes, right, right. So go back for a second. Read, read those facts again about faith.
0: Oh, um, in the New King James Version, there was... Oh, poop. There we go. Um, in the New King James Version, faith occurred 229 times... And 227 of them were in the New Testament. So you know what that tells me? What does it tell you? That
2: if you're looking at this, and I don't know why this not in my head, I've never thought of this before in my life, but the further that we get away from creation, the more faith that we have to have. Ooh, that's good. It's true. And it is, because think about it, the, the further we get away from God's purpose, the way his intended purpose. hmm the more faith we have to have in our circumstances. The further we get away from God's plan, okay, think of it this way. The further we get away from God's plan, the more faith we have to have in his plan. Right. Because we we don't see it happening. And that's that's what God is saying through this whole process is I gave you my purpose and my intentions in Genesis. Uh-huh. And this is kind of where you've taken it. And in the New Testament, we've had thousands of years go by, okay, in the New Testament. And they have taken that purpose and they've scooted. I mean, the whole reason Jesus had to come was to try to save humanity again. That's right. He had to try to start it all over. But imagine the amount of faith that it took for them. Because, I mean, we had Adam and Eve. He They walked and talked with God. He was right then and there. They didn't have to have faith because he was right then and there. All they had right. to do was turn around and say, hey, God, we need something. What do yep. you need, bud? But then we got to the New Testament where they had gotten so far away from God's purpose that they were taking the scriptures and the Pharisees and the Sadducees were taking it and making it more legalistic and a moneymaker pretty much. Mm -hmm. And they got so far away from the intended purpose of creation that their people had to have so much faith. And that's where we're at nowadays is we have to have so much faith in order to stay on God's plan for us that if we don't, there's no way that we will even survive or make it. That's right
0: and you look at okay so we talked about the disciples at the at the crucifixion mm-hmm. right and they they lost they lost hope they lost their faith right they all ran away they were all scared but you look at the disciples after the ascension mm-hmm. okay after Jesus come back to the uh, um rose from the dead right mm-hmm. he was there for a while ascended to heaven you see the the fire that took place right first off 500 people seen jesus sin right excuse me uh 500 people see jesus sin only uh, what was it 120 were in the upper room Mm -hmm. right so you have a upper uh 120 that are in the upper room right where god called them to be right with faith yes they were still on the run they were still at you know nobody the the romans the jews alike didn't like what they called the way right Right. Mm -hmm. and um the Holy Holy Spirit comes down, sets a fire in them, but yet we still continually see a reminder of faith throughout the entire. Right, you you, you know they at this point their faith was like at its peak. Yes, right. The day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit was there. They were speaking on other tongues. They you know like they 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 had never experienced anything like this before. Faith was at its peak. Yes, and yet they had to have a continual reminder about faith yeah and so do we you know sometimes we get so downhearted and so hard on ourselves when it comes to following god and i feel like it's most of the time because we want we want to follow god Mm -hmm. we want to strive to follow God, but and we want to do it perfect right right we want to honor god you know most of the time most most christian men when you talk about following god who who want to do a good job they want to do it perfect and when we don't we were so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves, you know, and, and oftentimes when that happens, we begin to, with you, you see, you see the signs, we begin to withdraw. We begin to, uh, you, you know, pull away, you, you know, depression sits in and anxiety and all these different things that set in because, you know, we've just dropped the ball. Yes. Well, we don't have a culture of error anymore. A man cannot fail. No, they are
2: not allowed to. There's and no they, grace they for a stake. They are called out for it. That's right. And that's what happens is we would rather fail and be a consistent failure than worry about doing well and then somebody being let down by us.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, if you don't try, then you don't have to worry about failing. Right. Right. And we're bad. We're bad about that. You yes. know, I'm I'm bad about that. Like, you know, just just side note, like when it comes to like home improvements or, you know, like, do you know, I'm awful at them. Right. Yeah, I I am. I'm I'm bad. Like I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't ever have the right tools, and you know none of that stuff. And so I will drag my feet as long as I can because as long as I you, you know I don't have to feel like a failure whenever right. I try and and fail at it, right? right? If I just don't do it, right? And and in the spiritual sense, we're the same way. Yes, you know, if, if we don't if try to walk with God, then we never fail. That's right, and we That's don't want to let God down. But the
2: problem is we can't let God down. We have that. I don't know where that mentality came in that we could let God down. I don't know where we thought that we were big enough to mess up God's plan for
0: us. Right. Yeah, because if the Israelites can't, then nobody can. Right, right. I mean, he waited 40 years for them. And then even after that, over and over and over, you know, that's the reason why we have the story of Daniel. That's the reason why we have the story of, you know, just fill in the blank, you know. That's the reason we have the whole Old Testament. Right, yeah. Judges. Yeah, it's up and down and up and down, you know. But anyways... You know, so whatever I say, what does it look like in a practical sense to follow God today? You know, it is faith, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit before, but you you know, you, and you just kind of mentioned it, you almost can't fail, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, even if you go, even if you stay, take a step in the wrong direction, right, and you are truly in your heart striving for God, mm-hmm. Right. You really feel like this is the way that God wants you to go. This is what you, God wants you to do. I'm going to take a step of faith this way, and God's like, "Okay, thank you for taking a step of faith." It's not quite what I wanted. Let's adjust this, just a little, and He makes it right. Yeah, He, he didn't come down and be like, "Oh, how dare you do that!" You know, He doesn't do that. That's not what He's like. <laughs> the wizard out the Wizard of Oz. That's what I pictured. <laughs> just them was like, "What
2: are you doing?"
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, He's not like that. Mm-mm. No, he you know, He's like. Okay. All right. It's it's no different than our kids, right? Yes. It, you know, it, if, if my boys are 17, 18 years old do something to honor me or try to take a step in the right direction and it's not quite the right direction, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that, right? Because they did something. Right. They took a step out. I, I am I am thankful for that. And then I'm going to take that, what they did, and we're just going to adjust it. Mm -hmm. right? To where it's in the right path. And then we're going to go on and I'm going to praise them every step of the way. Yes. Well, that's how we
2: learn and we grow. We have, we have to make mistakes. We have to be corrected. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we'd be made perfect. And there's only one perfect person. There's no way for us to perfect our faith rather than making mistakes or other than making mistakes.
0: That's right. You know, so, you know, following God, you know, to where it sounds so complicated and it's serious. I mean, I'm not trying to take away from the the seriousness of following God is something that we should consistently strive for. Mm-hmm. Right. Always. We should always be striving to um, follow God, but at the same time we are imperfect Yes, or at least I am. Maybe, maybe you guys are the listeners. Maybe you're not, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Right. Well, other than Tuesdays, I'm pretty good. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, eh, eh. but, um, but yeah, you know, eh, eh, and so, even in my imperfection. You know, Romans says that, you know, all things work together for those who, who are in Christ Jesus, right? Who are called according to his purpose. That That's, that's us. Yes. Right. You know, that's, that's us and we're going to fail. That's the reason why we have grace. Yes. Right now, that doesn't give us a license to sell, to, to fail, right? It doesn't give us a license to sin. You know, even, you know, read Romans 6, 7 and 8, right? Paul's like, you know, this does not give you a right to to sin, you know, but at the same time, grace covers a multitude of failures, right? Right. And it's, and it's not about failing. It's about failing forward. Yes. Right. So I, I've told this story before. Um, I listened to Greg Rochelle's podcast. He's got a leadership podcast, you know, and he talks about how he, um, you know, he tells his team, he, or he said he, he hears often That people tell tell their teams that failure is not an option right and he tells his team he said failure is a must right you know if you're not failing you're not learning yes if you're not failing you're not pushing hard enough yes right i always tell back whenever i was at the factory you know if you're not pushing the machine hard enough to break it you ain't pushing hard enough exactly you know well there's no story in the bible where a lesson wasn't made out of somebody failing
2: right every time yeah there's not there's not and it's on purpose. He, he wants to show us. I mean, failure is for correction. It's not for punishment. He didn't do anything to punish it. Now, if they were punished, it was because of their own actions. Right. They weren't listening. But he allowed them to fail so that he could pick them back up and say, Okay, hey, it's all right, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to go back to this side. Because he says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He didn't say for some have sinned. He said all of us have sinned. All of us have come short at some point in time. Our faith has fallen short. And all we have to do is just say, I get it, God. I have fallen short. Let me have that conversation with you again and just help me
0: to get back on that track. Yep. You, you know, I look at Peter just quickly. I know we're getting ready to wrap this thing up, but uh, I look at Peter. Peter's always an encouragement to me, mm-hmm. you know, because you see his failure after failure after failure, you know, I mean, good grief. He, even Jesus said to tell him, get, you know, get behind me, Satan, you know, and then, then you see you see him deny God three times, mm-hmm. Right and then you see him you know um then jesus ascends into heaven you, you have the the um uh the day of pentecost you know he's preaching he's you know he's he, he gets to the point his very shadows healing people mm-hmm. right and then you see go to the book of galatians right and paul's calling him out mm-hmm. you know and it's like he even screwed up then <laughs> you know but this is the at the same time he is he is a, a a founding father of our religion yes right the church was built upon peter he had you know you can say what you want about paul peter had the first gentile conversion mm-hmm. you don't you know say like that like it was consistently paul was in the picture or peter was in the picture he was constantly striving for god even in his failures mm-hmm. god used him god had purpose for him you know And it's, to me, that's, that's encouraging. Yes. Right. Well, through his failures, he prospered. That's right. That's right. You know, so, uh, what does it look like to follow God? It's messy. Mm. Um, you you know, a lot of faith, a lot of trial by error, um, you know, but striving and and here's, here's the thing. This, this is real key. Striving to follow God. Yes. Is what it's more like, you know, you'll, you'll never be like, oh, you, you know, I follow God all the time. It's not, that's, that's not, it's not going to happen. You're, you're human, right? You're broken. You're, you're imperfect, but striving that even through your failures, even through your downfalls, Mm -hmm. that you push to be closer to God. Yes. Push to listen to the voice of God, push, discipline yourself to be in his word that way you can hear the voice of God, Mm -hmm. right? And know Voice of God. I had one guy. He's like, I don't ever, I don't ever hear from God anymore. I was like, When was the last time you opened up His Word? Uh, I don't know. Well, then there you go. Right. You know, and uh, those disciplines and those strivings, you know, that, that that's part of it. You know, your time of prayer, your time in, in in the Word, and and all that stuff. It's it's so important, it's so important. And that's 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 what it means to follow God. Yes. You know, there is no, there's no cut dry, you know, ABC plan. There's none of that stuff. You're going to fail. You're going to pick yourself back up. You're going to keep going. And God's going to dust off your pants. You know, he's going to tell you, it's all right. You messed up. No, let's go. Get back up. Try again. Get back up and try again. So, you know, today, if you're listening, you got questions, you know, maybe, maybe you're at a point that, that you have failed in your journey to follow God. And you're like, man, I don't know where to go from here. You know, one, I want to encourage you to get in your word. That God loves you. He wants to see you succeed. He wants, he, he knows, he he knows, he knows you failed. It ain't no big deal. You know, he wants you to, to, to repent, which means to turn away from whatever it is that caused you to fail. Yes. Right. Put your eyes on him and keep going. Keep striving. Keep pushing. Keep pushing yourself towards God. Just keep moving. One step at a time is all he wants. Yes. Any progress is good progress. Right. Yes. Any, any of it. Any, towards God. Any progress towards God is good progress. Doesn't matter if you take three steps forward and you get knocked back two steps. You're still one step closer. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know And of course, if you need if you've got any questions along the way, you know, email us, realmen at dot com. We would love to hear from you. Um, you know, if you got any questions about that, you know, um also check out our website, um w. Www- dot real men ministries dot us um we've got some new features on there um you know i i'm i'm also booking for um speaking engagements different things like that um you can you can see all about all about the real men ministries of course the podcast all the good stuff there um another note i have um we're getting ready to start the Publishing part of the book, so always be you know. As it gets closer, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's going to do with it. Um, I'm hoping it's going to encourage you, men. Um, God forced me to write this book, and um, I I I'd say Step that faith. yeah, for faith. I, I say that, but like for real, like I wasn't going to sleep unless it got roped. So um, <laughs> I didn't have a choice. And That's uh, the name of it, unless it got roped. Yeah, unless it got wrote. <laughs> yeah, can you believe I wrote a book? You're right. Yeah, I can't. Even, I can't even talk in complete sentences. So, um, <laughs> you, hey, you guys still listen? So I don't want to hear nothing about it. Uh, that's why they listen. <laughs> you know, but hey, listen seriously. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Now we're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. Uh, more stuff coming out there, and uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you, and as always, I want to end it in prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches, and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of
3: Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri for commercial contracting of all types see rlp construction today and by the jeweler's bench in poplar bluff they are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs they also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you real men talk
4: to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschelbest Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in Room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.